I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Dirk with the back. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, <laughs> the live lord, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Man, we are live on Locked On. Locked On. Wow. We are we are live on uh, Hot Mic. I actually haven't been on Hot Mic in a while. Nick has been going live on Hot Mic during uh, each of these past Mavs games. And uh, yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to see a lot of you guys in the chat. And uh, a lot of regulars in the chat, a lot of some uh, new guys in the chat. But uh, yeah, we try to do this every Thursday night. This is fun because it's playoff week, basically. And uh, because the Mavs won at least game two, we're going to have some playoff uh, games next week, too. So that's fun. But this is a series. This is like this is awesome. I mean, we're two games into this Clippers series. And uh, this is ever bit of a series that some people didn't think it would be a series and I don't know. It's fun. I mean, I'm, I, I'm excited. I called it in five, which I guess is still on the table, but I didn't really think it was going to be that much of a series. Maybe you'd get like a, what do they call it? A gentleman sweep when you get the, you get the last, you know, game before the final one. Like yeah, the other I mean, team. After two games being played, now they're, now they're headed back to Dallas and they're going to play. Oh. <laughs> Te- technically. They're not headed back to Dallas. <laughs> technically okay, headed back please to explain, Dallas. Please explain this to me though. How... Are there Matt like that? That was a Clippers air quote home, home game. game. Yeah, both. How of them did were. they have Mavs? How did they have Mavs fans there? They're they're inter they're interchanging both of them. So like all the signage and stuff is all Clippers stuff. But there's Mavs and Clippers fans in the virtual. Uh, they're doing it for both. So at least your fans have a chance on every single game, I guess, to make a difference. <laughs> yeah, the Clippers fans really made a difference in that last game. Yeah, they did. They don't have fans. All right, on the pod today, we are, again, like Isaac said, we are live on the Hot Mic app. We are going to be answering questions on the mailbag. If you want to join us for another one of these mailbags, download the Hot Mic app. Use the promo code NickVanExit. Follow me, NickVanExit. We're the number one basketball channel, by the way. Top 20 in the app as far as followers, so that's pretty awesome. Go ahead and follow and then uh, turn notifications on and you'll know when we go live. I go live for all the Mavericks you know, playoff games and then we'll go live probably during the offseason once a week. We'll probably go back to that, which we were doing during the stoppage. So this is a pretty fun way to get to interact with you guys. You can see a live pod. You can you know, ask us questions. And so this is what we're going to do today. Let's get to some questions, Isaac. Let's do it. First one is from Kristoff. He says, how much does Carlisle help this team compared to an average coach? So what is Carlisle's wins above replacement, Isaac? Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, I've been listening to these. Obviously, we're part of the media, so we we uh, are in these Zoom press conferences with uh, coach before game, after game, and everything. And I just can't help to think that even my dad, my dad pointed out in the post game presser after game two, he's like, he just seems like he's like happier right now in the bubble with this team. And just seeing how he's adjusted to this man has been Brad Townsend, who we had on the pod, you know, earlier this week. If you haven't listened to that pod, please go listen to it. Yeah, go listen to it. You know, he referenced his story and it was an incredible story that he did with Rick of just how long is how long Rick has been with the franchise and the uh, like ups and downs, but just the different like 
eras kind of of Mavs basketball that that Rick has went through and how he's adjusted to a, a sense of how he's been a, how he was a coach you know years ago to now he's this coach to this younger team with Luca and KB they're both both under 25 and Luca's freaking 21 and it like he's the, he's dealt with the the alpha best player on the team being Dirk for how long and Dirk's been in his 30s for how long and now here's the alpha leader of the team best player on the team now he's 21 and I listened to Seth Curry uh, with Ryan Rosillo, which is completely random, uh, on uh, Rosillo's pod the other day, and it was it was kind of striking to hear Seth constantly refer to Luca as kid. It was like, yeah, that kid's <laughs> fun. He just, he's just a kid, you know. He's just he likes to you know, do trick shots, and he, he literally called him kid he's multiple like eight times. Years older than him. <laughs> oh, he's like ten years older than him. Like Seth is already thirty, so um, yeah, yeah. So nine or he's 10. almost ten years. So it's like crazy, but it's just yeah, Rick been there done that winning a title he he has a system it's not for everyone but it's working right now and it seems like the players really respect him yeah absolutely I think that Rick Carlisle is he's at his best in the playoffs as well right I think during the regular season I don't think we see all the bags in his you know all the tricks in his bag I don't think we see all the adjustments he can make and when his back is against the wall that's when he's at his best when Luca's in foul trouble right he comes out with you know, these different changes and all that kind of stuff. So I think his wins above replacement is high. I, For all the people during the season and even at the beginning of the, you know, the bubble that said, oh, we need to get rid of Rick Carlisle. It's finally time to get rid of Rick Carlisle, which is, I think, a small group of fans. I don't think they're real, real Mavs fans. Like, I don't think it's a real big section of Mavs fans that say that. But for all those people, like, who are you replacing him with, right? Like, think about the names the Knicks are talking about right now, right? With Thibodeau. And like Mark Jackson and like Jason Kidd's name is all over the place. Get out of here with that. Like you have Rick Carlisle who's been to the mountaintop, won a title, and has been proven to be like a genius coach in certain series. I mean, when the Mavericks beat the Spurs that one year, people talk about that as maybe the best coach series in the entire NBA. I mean, you know, like in NBA history. Uh it's it's wild to see, you know, people talk about getting rid of Carlisle when he's, you know. For all it's the, the it, all the weird stuff, maybe that we see during the season, that I mean, he came out big. Yeah, it's the stability that he brings that not very many franchises have that stability. We've heard players talk about this, and I get it's like, hey, well, it hasn't been you know too much. We haven't landed a huge star in free agency, all this different stuff. But players take notice of that because when you have teams, uh, you know, some of these young young stars, where it's not, I, I saw something. It wasn't Devin Booker. It was somebody else the other day. It's where when they hire somebody else coming up, they're gonna have. I mean, how many players have we seen? They've had seven head coaches in eight years in the league, or six out of seven years, and that stuff is just. I mean, that's that is a mess for young players, and the stability that Dallas has with not just Donnie in the front office. But with Rick Carlisle being there for so long and not just, hey, he's been here so long. That's cool. We have stability, but he's been here so long and he's won a title. That's I mean, you look at the heat culture with with Spo. People love Spo, but they've built something there. There's stability there. They've won it. They know what they're doing as an organization. And Dallas has that factor for him, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's get to one more question. Um, Johnny says, ideal draft scenario, prefer to trade the pick or keep the pick? So the Mavericks are going to have the picks 18 and 31, right? I think that's set in stone. Yeah. Um, the first round pick I'm up in the air on. I think It's just hard because Dallas already has a young team and they're almost going to reach this point to where like whoever they draft at 18, are they going to play a ton? You know, 
do, do they want that cap space? Because if you get somebody every, like Brandon Clark who comes in and is ready to go, right? If it's a player, if it's a player Brandon, like that, I freaking love Brandon Clark. Or if he, or if, you know, you know what I mean? Like if you draft somebody that's like that, like like Jalen Brunson, yeah. even that guy could come in and play, right? He could play a, a role on this team, but there's not many like that, even you know, like in any given draft year. That's the I don't, I think the likelihood of them taking two rookies, I think it's very slim uh, at eighteen and twenty one. I think I mean thirty one. I think it would be more likely for them to you know trade that pick or try to package both of them. Maybe try to package both of them and a player on the team and try to get an, um, another established player. You know, if uh, assuming Tim Hardaway opts into his last year of his deal. And that's before the draft. What does an expiring Tim Hardaway with 18 and 31, what can that get you as far as, is that worth, like, is there a player out there that is a big enough of an upgrade over Tim that you'd want to do that? Or that, thir- I just know that 31st overall pick is very, it's a very lucrative pick and spot to be in because guaranteed money goes down going from a first round pick to the second round. A lot of this draft, I mean, players are going to be all over the board and where they're taken. So I, I, that spot right there is going to be sought after for sure. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great pick to add as a sweetener to a trade as well. To just, you know, if you wanted to just give it that little extra boost, right? If you want to trade Tim or if you want to trade somebody in the offseason, just add that 31st pick and then all of a sudden it's, you know, maybe a little bit more attractive for somebody or it could put you ahead of somebody else in a, you know, making a separate offer. All right, coming up, more questions. A bunch of them coming in hot mic. We appreciate all the hotties in the hot mic chat talking to us and asking so many hotties. questions. And uh, we're going to get to all those questions coming up. But before we do, start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes or less. Axios Today host Nyla Boodoo and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insights into the trend that shape our world. Subscribe wherever you get your pods. And... Everyone in the hot mic chat, let me know what's the last food you got delivered to your house. Let Mm. us know what the last food is, and we'll start reading them out. Uh, We have gotten some stuff delivered recently to the house, and that is all thanks to DoorDash. DoorDash is this awesome app. Brings you the food that you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. You could just download the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. You can do that. Billy said he got a burger. Uh, Cody said he got delivered Thai food. Henry got pizza. Johnny got built bars. Uh, and a bunch of people have never had food delivered to them, which is, you know, huge. You can download the DoorDash app right now. Uh, deliveries are contactless right now, communities that they operate in. And our listeners can get $5 off with zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. So right now, everybody listening on the hot mic or on the podcast, $5 off your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more questions here. Whole bunch of questions in the hot mic chat. If my screen would come back. <laughs> so uh, many more questions. Henry, I did see a question asking, is Anthony Davis the most overrated player in the league? <laughs> that is not true. Um, Who is the most seen, overrated player in the league? I don't know. Maybe a player who's trying to be in the conversation for a 30-foot three-point contest. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get included? He is the most extreme case of FOMO in the world. But anyway, keep going with your All right, Luca DeGoat says, What's up, y'all? What's your confidence level that we win the series after watching the first two games? So this is something I've been doing on Hot Mike. Again, you can join me live for every playoff game. 
the uh, confidence meter goes from one, meaning you think that the Mavericks are definitely not going to win, and then it goes to five, where you think the Mavericks are for sure going to win. What's your confidence meter that the Mavericks will win the series? Ooh, what's the highest number again? Five. Um, um, what was that thing we were trying to do last time where we couldn't figure out the scale of it? <laughs> oh, we were playing it. We know we were playing a game where it was like pick the one that was not real. It was a Sodom Shame game, and that we that's the last time we did that on Hot Mike. I just had flashbacks to that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the two. Um, just because so this is still the like the favorite to win the title, in my opinion, and they still have an incredible roster. They they just they hardly have any flaws as far as like roster wise and um it's not i don't think it's a like disrespect to the mavs and stuff they're a super young team and everything but um yeah they go out and win game three let's let's up it a little bit after that but it's it's a tied series and we've obviously talked about the ejection everything with kp and what could have been after game one but they've proved that this they're there like that's the thing. Like they're they're they've shown that like this is going to be a series. So I expect this game to go at least six games. Um, but yeah, uh, solid two. Yeah, I think the Mavericks have shown that they are capable, right? I think that was the big thing for us. It was like, okay, is this team going to get completely blown out, or are they get actually going to have a chance? And it seems like they're going to have a chance. It seems like they're going to they're they're capable in this series, right? It's not like you know you know some of these some sometimes you come out in a series and the team just absolutely looks completely dominant over the other one. Uh, which has not happened this year, by the way. The, the Magic beat the Bucks. The Blazers beat the Lakers. Uh, the Nets have been close with the, you know, the Raptors uh, at least. I, don't, I think I think I think they're going to get swept probably. But they they were close in the second game. The first one, I think they got within ten. Okay, see, okay, see. That one might be tough too. And, and I, I picked OKC to win that series, guys. So uh, yeah, you're regretting that one. Yeah, it's looking rough right now. You're regretting that one. Uh, Cody wants to know, who do you think is going to have a bigger impact in Game 3, Seth Curry or Tim? This has kind of been a thing we've talked about a lot on Hot Mike is who's going to have a bigger impact? Um, I'm going to go Seth. <clears throat> I think Seth, um, man, his plus minus, I think, I want to say, I could be wrong, I want to say he was a plus 30 in that game, um, that game in Game 2, maybe at least plus 20, but highest plus minus on the team. I think he's playing really well off the bench. Uh, I think, yeah, I think Tim's still fun. It's hit or miss. It could be either one of them, but I'm going to lean Seth on it coming off the bench and putting up 18 points. I'm going to stick with Tim. Tim has been really consistent in these first two games. He's been actually huge for them. I think, you know, we don't talk about him enough as being, you know, a player that has helped the Mavericks get to the point where they're they're at right now. I mean, he is, you know, Tim is one of those players that's like a Wes Matthews, right? He's, you know, his... Uh, he's like a 10% player. The 10% that is bad gets focused on a lot. And that's like his shot selection, some of his turnovers, things like that. And then the rest of, you know, the rest of his game is actually pretty solid, right? He's been trying hard on defense. He's, you know, he's not going to be the shutdown defender, but he's at least going to going to try hard, work through screens and try to get around them. He doesn't always, but and then his scoring has been awesome. I, mean, I think he scored 18 points in the the first game and then I think he scored what 17 points in the second. I mean, that's solid yeah. contribution. You need that from somebody and he's been able to to keep it up. So I'm going to I'm going to go with Tim. Um Trolling Fire Isaac says, "Should we keep Trey Burke on a vet minimum to take over JJ Barea's spot moving forward?" Ooh. Will he want it? I don't think he would want that, you know. I mean, unless unless you can you can talk him into the Seth Curry thing of, hey, you've had your best career here, you know, your year, your moment. 
I guess. <laughs> You've had your bubble shine for the Mavs and our system, so come back. But, I mean, we have to be honest about this. Like, Burke wouldn't even be on the team if Brunson wasn't hurt. Right. So, Brunson would be getting a lot of these minutes right now. And I know we love Trey Burke, but you're not just going to replace Brunson with Trey Burke. Now, could you treat Brunson like you treated Dennis Smith Jr. and said, hey, we don't care. We're going to still draft Jalen Brunson and we're going to let y'all battle and push each other and stuff like that. And you can never have enough guards in Rick Carlisle's offense. So uh, if he's down to take a vet man and to take over J.J. Barea's spot if Barea retires, then heck yeah, bring him back. But If I'm Trey Burke, other teams are watching what Trey's doing right now, and I don't think he's going to lock in a (laughs) starting point guard spot. Especially the Sixers are looking at seeing how well Trey Burke is playing because they just had him, and they could definitely use a player like Trey Burke right now. Heck yeah, they could. So I I just think another team out there will look at him and say, hey, he can be a solid backup point guard for us and give you 20 minutes a night. And I don't know if he's going to get that automatically over JB. Yeah. Hayden asked a question. Do y'all think that playoff P... Looks more like playoff P. We talked about the playoff P nickname. I just don't understand. Like okay. for somebody who doesn't have a title or a finals appearance, how do you have it? I think but. I was tweeted this or DM'd this ten times today on Thursday after the game because we talked about on the podcast the playoff P nickname. Yeah, the playoff P nickname came from Paul George. He decided to call himself that when he got to OKC. He gave that to himself at OKC. The what first did they do the, in the first playoffs? the first year he said, you know, it's always just playoff P. Oh my gosh. So that is a self-appointed like I mean, Kobe with Mambo is probably the best self-appointed nickname, but like at least he didn't call himself playoff P. What a terrible name. I just love that he has this alternate universe that he know he, even when he came back at Dame, it's like, yeah, if I didn't have my injuries, I would, all this stuff. Oh, like, I know. That's a bad shot anyway. That's a bad you? shot anyway. Like, I don't your, know. your best moment on a basketball court has been a Gatorade commercial. And he did the LeBron hand in a splint thing after the game. After game two, he had his, you know, shoulder in ice sitting on the, you know, sitting doing his media presser. I, I don't know about that move either. You, you couldn't wait to do your shoulder until after that. You had to be, you know, photographed with the ice on. Yeah. I mean, he sees. Maybe there's a timing thing. Maybe there's a timing thing. Seemed weird to me. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Could be. Uh, Henry said, "How is Mark Jackson still getting still a head coaching candidate?" That's a great question. <laughs> I don't think how? we. I don't think we have to answer that one. But uh, I don't care how. Just somebody give him a job so he's off for the broadcast. Red Shoe Lucas says, "Can Anthony Davis be the best player on a championship team without shot creation being so important? Would you rather build around someone like Jimmy Butler who is not as good as AD but can get his own shot and facilitate?" So I would still want to build around Anthony Davis than Jimmy Butler if those are my two options, but I don't know if you can build like I don't know if Anthony Davis can be the best player on a championship team. And if he is, he has to have somebody they can shot create, you know, maybe like a LeBron. I think Anthony Davis does have to be the best player on the Lakers if they're going to win this title this year. LeBron's, I mean, LeBron's 36, right? <laughs> like he's, yeah. Somebody has to come and take up some of that, you know, production from him. But what do you think about Anthony Davis being the best player on a championship team? Oh, I think you can. I think you can for sure. I just, you just got to find a team in a, in a front office that can build it around him and to build a, you know, build a supporting cast that enhances his game at the same time. So that's the only thing. And I just, yeah, I mean, well, 
the Lakers are the Lakers. But yeah, I think Anthony Davis can. I think the Jimmy Butler thing, the Jimmy Butler thing, I get 100%. Nick knows this, but the Heat is my pick to come out of the East uh, this year. And that's just, hot too. I, that's hot too. It, it is, yeah. It's Between a, it's your a James hot. Wiseman and your Miami Heat pick, that is, uh, woo. I don't think. I don't think the Wiseman. Oh, the, the Wiseman thing wasn't on the going twelve. I said if he if he went like twelve, I would not be shocked. Like that's my thing. That's still, hot. I'm still not, hot. I'm not saying he should. I think that's still but, hot. Um, How Mike Hotties? Do you think that that is a hot take that James Wiseman could go twelve? <laughs> but but no, with like with Jimmy Butler thing, I get it for sure because that's my hesitation with Giannis. I love Giannis and I love like I love watching the Bucks team, but I want to see like I want to see Giannis. At the end of a game six, end of a game seven, game on the line, and Giannis like gets the bucket because that's where I think it separates the greats from the like good players. And like Giannis is great, but there's a difference between having somebody like Luca and LeBron and Kawhi and KD that you give the ball to him and say, "Go get me a bucket," whether it's a three, a step back, get to the like they can do everything. Giannis just doesn't have the step back. He doesn't have the the three. People dare him to shoot a three. He can get to the rim almost at will sometimes, but I want to see it at the end of games. Can Giannis get to the rim with the game on the line every single time? Because I think what's going to happen, what we've seen happen, end of the game, people pack the paint, and with the game on the line, and possibly even the series on the line, who's going to be taking the shot from Milwaukee? George Hill, Brooke Lopez, Wes Matthews. It's going to be those guys taking the shot with the game on the line, and that's uh, that's my only thing. So I get it with the Jimmy Butler thing for sure. I love Jimmy Butler. I, he would have been great on the maps too, by the way. Yeah, that almost happened. Well, who remember somebody sent me something where Jimmy Butler was buying a house or he was? What was, yeah. what was that thing? In somebody somebody DM me. Yeah, he is getting getting a yeah. house in Fort Worth. If yeah. you're listening and you send that to me, uh, give me a shout out on Twitter because that was a that was a fun day that maybe he was going to join the maps. Uh, Ryan Murphy said it didn't work in New Orleans. I guess I'm sorry, it's building around Anthony Davis. Yeah, well, I'm talking about like a good front office. So. <laughs> yeah, somebody that can give him at least one wing that will passably be good. I will say they got a haul for Anthony Davis as far as a trade goes, but they, I mean. Oh, how the times have changed. The times, they are a changing. They got a ton of. You trash that trade so much. I, a haul for like the spot they were put in because Rich Paul and oh, everybody okay. forced oh, okay. it so much. Oh, okay. I mean, okay, it's still graded on a curve. All right, coming up, much bunch more of your questions. So many coming in on Hot Mike. Guys, stick with us. We're going to answer some more coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. Bobby asked a great question. He says, has Luca provided the Jordan brand enough info that he should get their next signature shoe? Do they have a big enough sample size to know that he should be their next signature star? And this is an interesting question because... There's never really been a star in the NBA like Luka. I mean, Dirk was kind of a, a big man, you know, like superstar, like international superstar, but they've never had like a ball in his hands, you know, international star like like Luka. I mean, Manu Ginobili was kind of there, like uh, Petrovic, his, his like Drazen Petrovic, his like career wasn't long enough for him to become that guy. Like there just hasn't been a guy like this. It's wild. Also, yeah, I think right it, now my TV is uh, Steph Curry with cornrows. Really? Talking about the draft lottery, yeah. Oh. Oh, is that draft lottery like soon? It's right now. We're by the way, we're recording this during the draft lottery. Okay, okay. You gotta update me if we're still on this. Um <laughs> No, I think he has for sure. And I think if we're just projecting what um 
I want to say front office or decision makers for the Jordan brand, they probably approach after they sign these new big three guys. And let's just say we'll say big four with Rui, but um, Rui, Tatum, Zion, Luca, incredible like young class for them moving forward yeah. as far as the face of your brand. You know, deep down, they're looking at Zion as this guy's our next signature guy. Ru- Rui Hachimura, by the way, has the you know the Japanese tilt to it. He you know is massively yeah. huge in Japan. Like the media that comes out for him is like insane. That's why I want to make sure that people know that. I'm probably I bet a lot of our listeners do know, but that's why he's mentioned. He's not yeah. as good of a player, obviously, as Luca and Zion, but he should be mentioned because of that. I will say I like Rui's game a lot. Sure. So, yeah. Anyway, um, but anyway. You know, deep down, they were looking at it saying Zion's going to be our next guy. Like he's gonna he's he's going to be the guy. Like Luca and Tatum are good, but Zion's going to be our next like signature guy. And I think it over this past year, they probably realized like okay, injury stuff, New Orleans, everything, and Luca has transcendent talent next to his name, top five player, probably going to get MVP votes. You know, like he is becoming a face, if not already one of the biggest faces of the league. Yeah. I think it's only a matter of time until Luca gets that signature shoe. And, you know, he's been wearing these, um, uh, Jordan, uh, reacts, uh, which it's a weird type of shoe, uh, for him to, cause he didn't wear those shoes at all in the regular season, but, uh, cool colorway for him and stuff. Uh, but I'm anxious to see a, uh, Yes, Luca will get his signature shoe for sure. I'm confident in that. He's almost the the difference between Luca and Zion is so vast now. He's almost pushing Jordan's hand to do that, right? Like it yeah. seemed like Zion was going to be the definite come in, be you know the uber popular guy, and he still is to a degree for sure. But Luca's been so good that he's almost like made his made his case with his play, right? Which is exactly what you want. I mean, look at all those guys in in the top top ten players in the league. Look at them all right now. Where are they at with the shoe market? Even look at somebody like Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is one of the faces of Adidas. Look at somebody like Donovan Mitchell right now. Donovan Mitchell has his own shoe, signature Luke shoe. Lucas better than He's, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, but but I'm saying I'm I'm going through the brands kind of like Mitchell's like their up and coming guy for Adidas. He has his own shoe. What about the face of Puma? Like he's the star player. Oh my God, bless. Um, <laughs> you you look like you know look at I mean all those I mean Kawhi. He's the face of New Balance. Has his own thing. Yeah, LeBron, KD, and those guys with Nike. And so it's just a matter of time. Like Luca will is going to get that. It's just Jordan Brand needs to hop on that. And I, I think it's going to be sooner than what a lot of us were projecting initially. For sure. Hayden asked a good question. He says, important question. Better broadcaster, Stan Van Gundy or Jeff Van Gundy? This no, is Stan. This no, is Stan, like not out. even not even a get question, out right? Of here. Stan is so I've loved Stan so much on his on broadcast. I think he has added so much to the game in the way that he's been broadcasting. No, oh, yeah. And on Twitter, he's a great Twitter follower too. Trolling Fire Isaac says, Can you get a Jordan signature shoe without being able to dunk? <laughs> I think Luca can I think Luca can I don't dunk. Know. Just Justin Jackson. No. Stop. Uh, no, that's not a signature shoe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnny wants to know if the Warriors get the first pick, are they a top three seed next year? We're recording this before the draft lottery. Adam Silver's bald head is on my screen right now. Um, but if they get a number one pick, which they have to make the choice, which I think in our eyes is the worst part. I think I would rather just get handed the third pick, right? To just have one of those three guys <laughs> drop to me instead of having to choose. Well, the, the benefit of that, I mean, I think this draft lottery that's about to happen right now, it's the biggest thing of all of it is like who's going to have the trade asset, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like that, 
because it looks better as a trade asset than, oh, who are the crap we're going to take? If you go out and trade, hey, we want to trade Andrew Wiggins, the Warriors, well, we're going to attach the first overall pick in the draft. It just sounds good, you know, even though the yeah. draft is, you know, wishy-washy a little bit. But um, I, I think it's it's wild to think about where the standings could be next year. I hate when we try to do the whole like, oh, this team's going to be here and this team here. And I saw, was it Channing Fry the other day? who tweeted out, I even quote tweeted and said, man, the Channing Fry literally tweeted the other day and said the AC next year in the West is going to be crazy. The Kings, Suns, Mavericks, and somebody else, like who's going to, I'm like, what, what, why are we lumping the Mavericks in with those teams? Like get out of here. The Suns were good for eight games. Yeah, exactly. Eight. No, congrats. You got your, um, you know, your participation ribbon, but the Nets and Warriors, both of these teams, they're, they're healthy next year. They're, I mean, I, like, Top four, top five teams in their conference at least. Like I, I'm expecting the Warriors to be right back, and yeah. I'm curious to see what the Warriors do with their depth. And do they just take the pick and they just go with somebody who can help them right away? Do they package it? But even if them pa- the whole thing with them packaging it, somebody's gonna have to take Wiggins, and I don't know if somebody's gonna like sign up to take Wiggins. And all I feel that. like they're just gonna try and fix Wiggins. I just hope the Warriors just don't take James Wiseman and say, "Oh, we need a big, let's do it," which I don't think they will, but. I hope Wiggins turns into a Chris Paul thing where just everyone going in was like, oh, Chris Paul's done and this is such a bad contract. And then now all of a sudden he's like probably going to be in the MVP conversation. Like, I don't think I don't think Andrew Wiggins is going to be that good, but I hope he's there. Bobby's Bobby in the chat said, if LaMelo Ball gets a shoe before Luca, I'll die. Well, all right. Uh, R.I.P. to Bobby. LaMelo shoe has uh, had a LaMelo Ball has had a shoe for like, I don't know, four years. And honestly, guys, I would I would probably take LaMelo. Number one overall in this draft. You would. I think I would. That's yeah. not as hot as your James Wiseman, but I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be clearly the best ball brother. Interesting. I mean, that's what Lavar always said. I just hope I, I want him to go to team. I I hope the Knicks get the first round pick, and I hope they take him. I think it'd just be fun. And that would be fun to have him in the New, in New York. Yeah, just let him ball out. Let him do his thing, and we'll just have fun as he launches. You know, forty foot. It's like who who could launch forty foot bricks more, him or Trey, and not win very many games. <laughs> and then Dennis Smith Jr. can help R.J. Barrett learn how to become the second guy in the. Oh, I forgot about Dennis being there. No, Dennis got to go somewhere else. <laughs> I know we need Dennis somewhere else. Free Dennis. Free Dennis for sure. All right, uh, I think we're good on questions for the the podcast, guys. If you want to join Hot Mike again, download the Hot Mike app, use the promo code Nick Van Exit, and then you can join us anytime we do these mailbags. Guys, we'll stick around on Hot Mike, but for the podcast, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>